0: All right, what is up, everybody? This is Hunter Williams. This is gonna be episode six of the Weapons of High Performance podcast. Today's episode, I'm gonna be talking about creatine. Have you ever heard of creatine? Do you know what it is? Well, hopefully after today, you have a good idea of kind of what it does, why it's useful, why I think everybody should be taking it, not just quote-unquote athletes or amateur professional athletes, but also why I think it's important Not just for physical health, but mental health and brain performance. So um, before I dive into everything, just want to remind you that if you leave a comment on this video and then sign up for my email newsletter, every week I pick a winner where I give out a $100 Amazon gift card. So as long as you are signed up for our email newsletter, you leave a comment on the video or a review on iTunes as well or whatever platform you listen to podcast, I'll be sending out that $100 gift card via our email newsletter. So don't forget to sign up to that, like, subscribe, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Um, so jumping right into it. So later in the episode, I'm going to talk about my own personal experience with creatine and, again, why I think it's important. But what i want to do is just give a little bit of background on the history of creatine, where it came from, why it's important, and now why it's a supplement. And I think if you look into literature and everything, it is probably the most studied supplement in the bodybuilding industry, fitness industry, whatever. And there is a little, I wouldn't say a lot, but a little bit of controversy around things related, anything related to creatine, where they should use it, and especially where their young people should use it. So I'll kind of talk a little bit about as well but just going into the history so creatine is derived from the greek word for flesh kreas k-r-e-a-s and was actually first discovered in 1832 by a guy named Michel eugene Chouvreau. not sure what nationality that would be kind of a cool name though and he extracted it from meat so creatine is actually something that is in meat of food that we eat and its anabolic effects would be confirmed in humans in the early 20th century when it was found that supplementation increased creatine content in our muscles. Uh, and then, so you see kind of early 20th century, it was, we we're just figuring out that it was an actual chemical compound and supplementation didn't come mainstream until the 1990s. There were two Olympic gold medalists, medalists credited uh, They credited creatine as part of their success. And by 1996, uh, about 80% of athletes at the Atlantic atlanta olympics were using creatine too um so that's kind of when it became mainstream was around these olympic sports and um, basically what it does so that's a little bit of the history what it does is it's used to regenerate atp or adenosine triphosphate and this is a universal universal currency of the cell that carries energy so a lot of metabolic processes in our body, such as ones involved in sprinting weightlifting Anything like that that requires power, they have a lot of energy requirements, especially things that are going to be more forceful. So weightlifting, sprinting, playing a sport, anything like that. Um, So ATP is, think about it as the money that employees need and chemical reactions are compensated with. So it's kind of what our body needs needs. In order to function, it's so our body's currency, almost, and that's ATP. So, if if there isn't any ATP in our body, the chemical reaction involved in muscle contraction won't occur, and thereby weakening performance, and eventually, if you didn't have any at all, not allowing you to be perform whatever whatsoever. Again, creatine is probably the most studied supplement in the whole bodybuilding fitness industry, you name it. What I want to also do is talk about the different types of creatine, and I know that's kind of something probably people have questions about or just curious about what are all these different ones that you see. So probably the most common form is going to be creatine monohydrate, and that's just creatine in its more, uh, normal form. Many products have up to a little bit of impurity, so you'll see this form called CreaPure, which is just creatine monohydrate, but it's gone through a purification process. It's supposed to go through this thing called HPLC, which is high-performance liquid chromatography. Carotene it's 99.95% pure creatine. So when you do see creatine at the store, if you're ever buying it, notice on the ingredient label if it's just creatine monohydrate or if it's CreaPure creatine monohydrate. And this CreaPure is going to be much more concentrated, whereas regular creatine may not be 99.99% pure. Should be. This should be pure as you can get as my understanding so another form is called creatine ethyl ester this is referred to as CEE some places and this is creatine with an ester attached and the result of taking this is less water retention so that is something people you will hear complain about when taking creatine is they feel like they're bloated and they retain too much water so I've never taken this one but apparently it's supposed to help have the same effects of creatine, but have less water retention. There's another advanced form of this called creatine ethyl ester malate. And the addition of malate, which is a salt, results in superior absorption and quicker utilization compared to creatine ethyl ester. So it's just adding that extra molecule malate, uh, which helps absorb it a little bit faster. Another one is creatine gluconate. So creatine gluconate is bonded with glucose, glucose, which is sugar, designed to enhance the uptake of creatine to the muscles and it binds to creatine, creatine to a glucose molecule to enhance intestinal absorption. So just another way to absorb it better. So the next one, and this is actually what I prefer to take having taken a few different types, is creatine HCL. So this is creatine hydrochloride. It is bonded with hydrochloride salt designed to enhance the absorption of creatine and go into your bloodstream faster. What I have noticed in my experience of taking creatine HCL HCL versus creatine monohydrate is I feel less bloated. So I feel like I get the same strength benefits, the same performance benefits that I do from regular creatine, but there's not that same feeling in my stomach. Something about taking creatine monohydrate just, it's not that I can't do it, but it just doesn't feel right on my stomach the way that taking creatine HCL. I feel like I get all those same benefits without the bloating. And this one, there's no loading phase required. I think that's available anyway, whether I don't, I haven't looked in that much into the scientific literature on it, but whether a loading phase is really needed for creatine, whether just taking it, a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry will say, yes, you have to load and then wean off. And then you go in cycles where you load and whatnot. But with this creatine HDL, you just take it every day. And I'll get in a little bit later to what I do, but I take 750 milligrams serving once in the morning, once a night. Another one is called tricreatine malate, and this is simply creatine monohydrate bound to malic acid. So, the addition of malic acid improves water solubility when compared to guess, creatine. So, you'll see a lot of these molecules added on really just to help with absorption into the bloodstream. Another one is called tricreatine orotate, and this consists of two creatine monohydrate molecules bound to one orotic acid, and that's spelled O-R-O-T-I-C, acid molecule, and it's referred to as next generation creatine as an involved version of creatine monohydrate. So actually, I actually haven't done that much research into that one. I might end up trying some of that if I can find some. The good thing about creatine is supplement wise, it's one of the cheapest supplements that you can find on the market. And I think for the benefit you stand gain from taking it, it's a no brainer. Um, if you're, if you haven't taken creatine before whatsoever, I'd recommend getting started with just creatine monohydrate, probably the pure form, just so you get a feel for it and then see some of the benefits. And then from there, you can kind of try out some of these other ones. Um, but, uh, a lot of people are conscious of water retention on creatine and, Well, I would say that I've had experience with that. Honestly, taking creatine HCL, I don't feel like I retain water whatsoever. And again, I feel massive performance benefits from it. But I mean, if you look at the physical benefits of creatine, it's really going to be, it allows your body, and I'm going a lot off of my experience here, allows your body to transfer energy in a much more efficient way and i know just being someone that's an avid weightlifter and pretty active person that physically it's it allows my cells and muscles to function at a much higher level than when i don't i think a lot of people especially if you're a pretty active person your ability to maintain energy throughout the day is really important and creatine is going to be one of the most important supplements you can take that allow you to kind of maintain energy levels throughout the day and that's regardless of whatever type of diet you're on or whatever uh but just to get in some of the physical benefits obviously cell muscle muscle function creatine is also really crucial for high intensity exercise performance so again it goes back to if you're someone that does really long running you know hour-long slow steady state cardio or just jogging it's not going to be as beneficial as if you're doing something that requires lots of oxygen lots of energy to cycle through so if you're doing a lot of high intensity exercise whether that's weightlifting, sprinting high intensity interval training anything like that creatine is going to boost performance again more so than i think a lot of any other supplements that are out there that are being sold it also speeds muscle growth so what it allows you to do is recover faster as you know especially if you have a background in athletics or if you're someone that trains a lot, one of the most important things you can do is recover faster so that you can get to your next workout and also receive benefit from that workout. So you're not training in a state where your muscles haven't recovered and you are actually doing more harm than good by training. So a creatine is gonna kinda of speed up this process to get you to a point where your muscles have recovered better and you're functioning at a higher level through your workouts. Another thing, nobody really talks about this, but I was digging into some of the research and saw some studies that I had come across is helping with neurological diseases. So actually helping with things like Parkinson's, any other types of what you would call as kind of muscle brain related diseases. Creatine is going to help with that because it helps with the cell and muscle function and allowing energy for your, allowing your body to transfer energy throughout your systems. Another thing is it does help lower blood sugar levels. And I haven't really got into an episode where we talk about this yet, but keeping your blood sugar levels low is going to be one of the most important things just for weight management to have a healthy blood sugar level is going to allow you to have less fat on your body. And the problem is a lot of people will have high carbohydrate diets if you have a standard American diet. And so people's blood sugar levels are going up and down, up and down, up and down all day. And what that's doing is causing you to get fat. Creatine is going to help lower blood sugar levels. And one of the most important things you can do for health is to keep fat off of your body. And one of the most important ways that you keep fat off your body is to lower blood sugar levels. So even if you're someone that needs to lose weight, creatine is gonna help because it's gonna help lower blood sugar levels. And most importantly, it's gonna reduce fatigue and allow you to have more energy. I don't think I can stress that enough, how important it is to have energy throughout the day. And whether that's in your workout, in your job, in relationships with you have with people, if you do not have energy, throughout the day, and I was just talking about this with people that I work with at my job, if you do not have energy throughout the day, you're not going to be successful. Yeah, you might be somewhat successful, but you're not going to be performing at the highest level possible, and there's always going to be that feeling within you that you're not reaching the threshold that you're capable of. So, one of the most important things you can do all day, whatever your job, whatever your job role is, whatever you're trying to achieve in life, is to have higher energy levels. One of the pillars of what I teach and what I think is important in life is to have higher energy levels and one of the most important backbones on that foundation is to be taking creatine. So I think it's hugely important that you're taking creatine for your energy levels and what happens is you start to get into a feedback loop where you have higher energy levels so you're going to work out better and you're going to perform better in your job. So it's one of those things that can create a snowball effect and two other things. Now, that's more of the physical benefits of creatine, but I would really like to talk about, and this is not something a lot of people touch on that much, is the mental benefits. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the energy dynamic that I was talking about. But one of the amazing effects of creatine, and especially that I've noticed, is the mental benefit that I get from it. So. In this day and age, and we can go into what the causes are, whether it's our environment, the food that we're eating, the lifestyle that we live, one thing that's happening if you look at our population, and maybe it's just we have medicine that allows people to live longer, but if you look at our population, there is a significant amount of rise in neurodegenerative neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, like dementia, that are causing cognitive decline. And even if someone may not be diagnosed with those, the ability of the mind to stay sharp as you age. And that's not even necessarily saying that as you're getting into old age, your 70s, 80s, and 90s, but even as you're aging through middle age and adulthood. And one of the most important things you can do in order to have a happy, fulfilled, healthy life is protect brain and what creatine is going to help do just as it helps with all the energy systems in your body that help with exercise it's also going to help your mental function so keeping your brain in a state where it's sharp is going to be one of the most important things you can do and creatine has been demonstrated to help with that and i know from my experience it's not even close how how much creatine helps with brain fog but also not only eliminating brain fog but just having a sense of sharpness and focus Um, This is one thing also that is impactful to me as being a former football player. But it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're a football player. There could have been anything. And I think there's a lot more of this than we realize just from maybe being in a car accident or being on roller coasters or anything is traumatic brain injury. And creatine, because it does help with energy transfer throughout your body and cognitive function, is going to help reduce side effects of traumatic brain injury. So if you're listening to this and you ever played football, even if it was just as a little kid or in high school, chances are you do have some sort of TBI that has gone on in your brain and it may not affect you to your knowledge whatsoever. But as a person that played football for 16 years of my life, I know, and especially playing linebacker where you're getting your head banged around a lot, there's damage. There in your brain. And like I said, it doesn't have to be from a sport that you played. It can be from anything, car accidents, you know, uh, a lot of people in the military, blast trauma, anything related to that. So creatine is going to help offset a lot of the effects of this. And again, it's one of those things, and I'm very concerned about this as I age throughout my life, is protecting my brain because of what I know may have happened to it from different injuries and concussions and things like that, that I had. So I think it's especially important if you were a person with a history in sports, and it doesn't even have to be a contact sport. Some sports, soccer, anything like that. If your body's getting jarred around, where you have quick motion like that, there's chances that your brain could have uh, symptoms of TBI. And I think it's really, really important that creatine is something that you supplement with, supplement with because it's going to help protect your brain and if there's ever any sort of side effects as you age, and I know a lot, especially with football players, we are seeing come out as these guys. They don't necessarily have symptoms when they're done playing, but as they get older, there's things that come out with CTE and and everything. So I think creatine, I'm not saying it's a miracle cure for that, but it's going to be something that definitely helps. Next thing I wanted to get into was kind of addressing different myths of creatine. So like I discussed in the beginning a little bit, there are things that you may have heard that are kind of controversial and people will talk about saying, oh, you know, creatine is not good, but I just want to kind of address some of these and some of these are probably, I mean, there's probably a plethora of different things that people have qualms with it about, but I just wanted to go over some of these. So one myth is that creatine has a negative effect on your kidneys. So one of the most prominent rumors surrounding creatine is how it can possibly be harmful for their, to your kidneys. Um, there has never been one scientific study that says this have a, an effect on renal function or anything in healthy adults. So there's no evidence there, and that's something people will talk about. Another thing uh, people will say is creatine causes dehydration. I've never experienced this having taken it, but some people will say uh, that because it causes water retention in the muscles, it will cause dehydration. Um Anytime you're working out, you need to increase the hydration. I think most people are dehydrated as it is, um, but uh, creatine is not going to cause you to dehydrate. It is going to cause water retention in your muscles, and you're going to need to up your water intake just when you're exercising in general. So creatine causes weight gain. This could be true just because there is more water retention in your muscles, but what's probably happening is you're increasing your skeletal muscle mass. So if you're taking it and especially you're active, it's going to help muscle recovery. So weight gain in the sense of, yes, you can put on muscle, but not in the sense of it's going to make you fat. There's a lot of other things that are going to make you fat and creatine is not one of them. It, if you're Getting fat is probably more associated with not exercising, eating too many carbohydrates. So, um, Another one is creatine is associated with aggression, similar to roid rage. I know I haven't experienced anything like this whatsoever. Um, it's not even linked to a rise in testosterone levels. So, as far as testosterone goes, creatine isn't necessarily correlated with increasing testosterone, which would then some people would associate with having roid rage. Um, but your body naturally creates creatine in the pancreas, kidneys, and liver to provide energy. Muscle during exercise and supplementing with creatine just simply assists in this process by providing more energy. So aggression, definitely not something that I've experienced. Um, One thing I wanted to get into as well is why this is important for high performance. So why am I talking about this on the Weapons of High Performance podcast? Well, as we went over, it's very important for a strong mind and strong body, and that goes hand in hand. You need a strong mind to have a strong body. You need a strong body to have a strong mind. And creatine is just going to be something that overall helps with that. And again, it's probably one of the cheapest supplements you can take that is going to assist with that. Again, it helps with mental clarity and focus. I always talk about that is you need mental clarity in order to be able to function at your highest level possible. And without mental clarity, a lot of people aren't going to be able to set aside goals and then work on achieving those goals. So I think that's one thing that's important. And then again, just hope helps with overall wellness. Um, I did want to talk about just to kind of close out my experience with creatine, what it has helped me with and also why I wish I would have started taking earlier. So I actually may have taken creatine in high school once, just a couple of one-off times while I was training, just because I was always a person that, wanted to be bigger than I actually was. It was kind of a little skinny in high school. Um, so didn't really take it in. I, looking back, I wish I would have, I think some of the warning labels that you'll see will say, don't take it if you're under 18. I don't think that's necessarily true, especially if you look at someone that is a high school football player or any high school athlete, what they're actually being demanded of, of their body is going to be really necessary that they're supplementing with it. But, um, Actually, one of my main regrets from playing football in college is not listening to my strength coaches and actually supplementing with creatine. And so in the NCAA, just to go off on a little side tangent here, the NCAA does not allow coaches to give you creatine but you're allowed to take it. So there's nothing that stops athletes from taking creatine, but the coaches aren't allowed to provide it as a supplement that they give their athletes, which I think is pretty messed up. Especially if you, if you look at the level that some of the, especially football and basketball, your bigger sports that there's a lot of money behind the level that they're pushing these kids in the sport, is kind of crazy that they're not allowed to supplement with just basic creatine for what they push their body through. But I did not actually supplement a lot while I was playing football in college. And man, I wish I would have, just because of one, the physical aspect of needing that to help my body recover a lot faster, but then also experiencing a lot of the TBI that you're going through with concussions and everything when you're playing football, practicing in day out, day out, you're getting your body banged around and your head banged around a lot. Just looking back, if I could do it all over again, that would probably be one of the biggest things that I would have changed when I was playing football in college. And what I can say from a performance standpoint is when I graduated from college, I started training for Pro Day where you it's kind of like the scouting combine, but they do it at your school where NFL scouts will come and look at everything. And during that six months period when I was training, I did supplement with creatine and the amount of strength gains that I was able to make just from not really changing anything in my training regimen that had been different before, but from adding creatine. I think I did 225 bench reps 28 times versus before maybe coming in like the 21 or 22 range. Um, so from a strength standpoint, there's no question. And that's really without have putting on that much weight per se that was just kind of pure power that I gained behind my strength so um, and then just in the last few years since I've transitioned out of being in athletics into being more in the work world entrepreneur space um, I would say I mean it's obviously the physical gains are unquestioned that you're able to make while taking it versus not taking it But then also, I think, again, to go back to the most important thing is the mental. So the ability of your brain to function at a higher level. And what happens is when your brain functions at a higher level, you start to make better decisions and better decisions to get better decisions. And eventually you're able to achieve more goals. So that's my experience with it. And I think it's extremely important that you're taking it. Hopefully this was helpful. And If you do anything, go try some creatine. It's usually only 10 to 15 bucks, depending on what store you get it from or if you get it off Amazon or whatever. So again, hopefully that was helpful. If you listen to this, thank you. My deepest sincerities. Again, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you want to enter to win that gift card, just sign up for my email newsletter and look forward to talking to you again. See ya.